All right. Are you ready, girl? I am ready. This is number 135. Let's do it. What's going on? This is Katie Kermitzos. I'm your host of Biz Women Rock. This is the place where you will hear really inspirational and really honest stories from business women who have great journeys to share so that your business can truly be touched by it. And now a little word from our awesome sponsor. The most savvy business women know that their marketing has to stay fresh and relevant. That's where Postcard Mania comes in. From direct mail, email marketing, to Google pay-per-click, Postcard Mania provides proven strategies that produce results for your business. Get started today with a 1,000 free postcards at postcardmania.com forward slash bizwomenrock. Today's guest is Jen Page, and she's the creator of Luminave Films. She's been an actor, she is now a filmmaker, and has her own production company in Hollywood, California. Luminave is focused on making films to, by, and for women. She's directed four feature films that include stars like Shirley Jones, Lee Merriweather, Eric Roberts, and Corey Feldman. For those of you who are of my generation, you will remember who he is. (laughs) She's been doing amazing work, and her business, though she started it in 2007, has just really got its legs this past year in 2014. So during this conversation, she talks a lot about what she does to stay organized, her tips on how to successfully lead and organize a team, a crew, and the one place where she gets 90% of her clients. So let's get rolling with Jen. Jen, what's going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I just love your energy so much. Thank you. You warned me. You know, it's late in the day right now uh, for you out in California. It's definitely late in the day for me over here in Florida. And uh, you've been sick for a couple of days, and I was like, "Okay, girl, like let's get going." So you know, it's 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 go time. We're we're going here. Um, <laughs> I am so very excited to have you on the show um, for a multitude of reasons. The biggest of which is that filmmaking and production is such a unique business, and this is a show that focuses on business and kind of the inner workings of how women's businesses have really started, grown, evolved. And so, I'm really excited to get really under the hood with you. So um, can you give us a little bit of a background as to maybe what some of your interests were growing up before you even got into filmmaking? You know, when I think about growing up, I I get asked this a lot and I always kind of laugh because you think, oh, I didn't want to do any of this till I was in college. But really, (laughs) I can think back to when I was a kid and like totally bossing my cousins around (laughs) and like feel like we are going to make a video You know, we're going to take whoever's video camera, you know, Uncle Mike's camera that he just got, and we're going to make a dance routine, and we're going to film it. Or even before videos, we're going to make a dance routine, and we're going to show it to all of our family at Christmas. Like, I was always the one sort of instigating those things. Nice. Very nice. Um, So I think I've always kind of been on a path to directing. You know, Jen, if you want to show some of those videos, and we can have it on the show notes for this particular episode, I'm happy to put that stuff on there. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I, you know, there was a point where I was like, there's no way I will ever show this. But now I'm at an age, I think once you get over 30, and now I'm close to 40, you get to a point where you're confident, and you're like, you know what? I would love to find those videos and put them online <laughs> and be like, see, we all start somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I have, um, when I was in high school, when I was 17 years old, more than anything, I wanted a video camera. And my parents got me like this old junker, like $50 video camera. And so my senior year, I was like making videos. and th- But they were they were definitely not nearly as, you know, choreographed as your sound. But mine were like, we would like pl- play pranks on everyone. And we would dress up <laughs> in these random costumes and put masks mascara on our teeth and like you know it was hilarious and I still have that stuff and I'm watching it going oh my god this is hilarious I hope that you know my kids and generations to come get to see how goofy and stupid I was (laughs) awesome I want to see those so you were so even though let's say you know filmmaking was not like oh it sounded like a career back then but you were definitely doing things that you know were right in line with that yeah and matter of fact when I was like probably seven I remember saying out loud, like to my dad, like saying out loud, when I grow up, I want to be a movie star. And his answer was, you know how many people want to do that? That's not realistic. (laughs) So like, you know, but I do, I remember always kind of having the, the desire and the dream for this business. So when did you first start getting into acting? Like when did you first start actually getting into that scene? Well, you know, if we don't count, like, you know, fourth grade play where I played Betsy Johnson, (laughs) um, I was in college, you know, you're forced to take sort of um, electives or whatever you want to call them. And I was like, oh, I'll try acting. That'll be something fun to do to fulfill a credit. And it shaped, it became my entire focus from one class. And then I started, um, I majored as a theater major, as an actor, and I graduated with my theater degree in acting. And even before I graduated, I had done my first professional play in St. Louis, like where we were reviewed by the Riverfront Times. It was like a big deal. Um, So, you know, I was, I guess I was 17 years old. No, I guess 18 years old, maybe when I first started really taking it serious. Now, you know, I I want to say this without sounding bad, but like there's a difference between majoring in college and, you know, doing plays here and there to actually making a career out of it. So what was your first move into, okay, this is a career. I'm getting paid for this stuff. Um, Well, you know, I went to New York after college for two years and I did a lot of independent stuff, but, and I consider that I was working professionally, but I wasn't making a living per se. Um... And then in L.A., same thing. L.A. was hard to even get auditions. So I would say, like, when I first, my first time I ever got paid to do anything in this business was probably as a director. I don't know that I ever really, you know, you got checks here and there as an actor for, like, a little commercial spot or something. But if you want to, if you're talking specifically, I got paid, I'm making a living in this business. It probably didn't start until, <laughs> this is sad, till like, two thousand. 12 maybe like that's when I started to be able to be like I'm making a living in what I want to do and you just made that decision and said okay I'm doing it well I think I always was doing it but film business is really it's a tough one because there's especially as an actor there are so many actors so if you're like well I won't do it unless you pay me there's a million people behind you going well I'll do it then 
Oh, gotcha. So you really kind of have to like keep on putting in your time and just kind of hope at some point you'll make those connections that will kind of get you up to that next level, right? Totally. Yeah. Because I mean, I did a full feature film where I was one of the leads and I didn't see a penny for it. Wow. Yeah. So when you made the decision, you're like, okay, I'm, this is going to be, I'm going to make money from this. This is going to be a business. What did that look like for you to become a director? How do you go from being a non-paid actor to now directing and now you're the, you're kind of the coordinator of all this? So I was in 2011, I decided to actually in 2007 is when I first started directing, um, but I was still acting at the time and I was kind of dabbling in directing. 2011, I did a web series that I starred in and I was also directing. And as much fun as I had acting in that role, I remember at the time thinking, I don't even care about the acting part of this. I love directing. At the time, I was still working for Disney full time. So, you know, all this stuff I'm doing is all nights, weekends, whenever I can. Um, 2008, almost everybody at Disney got laid off. I was one of them. Um, and at the time that day, I remember crying and being like, what am I going to do? How am I going to feed my kids? How am I going to pay rent? And it's so scary. And then like, um, not even a week later, I crashed my motorcycle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was so stupid because it was like just chilling, you know, no cars around cruising really slow and I lost control and I got thrown off which at the time felt like the worst thing in the world. I, I broke my wrist at a, what should have been a 40 minute surgery took four hours. Oh, wow. It hurt so bad that when I left the hospital, I couldn't stop screaming in pain. So they put me back in the hospital for days on morphine. Like it was like the worst experience of my life. But <laughs> what came from that is I was like, oh, I don't just get unemployment now from being laid off from Disney. I get disability. Which means while I'm healing, I can start figuring out how I can make a living as a filmmaker, full-time, doing what I love, no more this, you know, going to someone else's company stuff. So that's what I did. And I bought a camera and I started taking headshots and shooting reels for actors and just finding ways that I myself with my own camera could bring in clients and make money. And it was, you know, you never knew. You know, those days where you didn't know if you were going to eat. <laughs> you didn't yeah. know if you were going to pay the rent. But it's what I wanted to do. It was the, where my passion was. So I just just did it. So Luminave was born back then. What were some of your first steps to actually creating your first film? Or so, your first project, really? It's weird because my Luminave was born even before I left Disney because Luminae was born in 2007 and the first film came because a friend was like I want to enter enter a contest and we need to make a film and I was like I love the story I'll do it you know I'll help you make it and it'll be the first film under my company Luminae Films which was all about making films for women or by women or about women and this was a little short film with this complex female lead and I was in love with it um, and I ended up playing the lead. And then we had um, Luminae Films was born. But I would say Luminae Films really started to take off in the last year. Um, in 2014, this past year, um, and maybe a little bit in 13, but I started to get um, bigger projects. 
I guess I should get web series that wanted to not only hire my company to do the, do them, but you know, I was able to hire all of the crew, you know, and, and start to pay all of the people who had been helping me along the way for free were now getting paid. Um, so, so I'm not sure. So yeah. when a company does that, like when, you know, when these web companies say, hey, we want Luminate Films to, you, we want you guys to be the producers of this thing that we got going on. Um, how do you negotiate that? Like, and the question I really want to get at is what is the business model of a film company and a production company? Like how, how, how do you actually make money? Are you negotiating with them for a big amount and then you, you know, pay your, your crew and your actors and all that stuff? Like how are the inner workings of that? I'm sure every producer you would ask will have a different story. That's how this film business is. It's very like, you know, there's no rules. You do what you can do. For me personally, um, when a client comes to me and they're like, okay, I would love for you to produce this project for me. If we agree that we're going to do it and we love it, then that client already has the money. My company at this point, even though we're moving into that phase, at this point, we don't raise the money. Gotcha. So you come to me with like, you know, my budget is 20 grand and I want to make six episodes of this web series. So then I talk, I figure out, you know, what we can do for that locations. I hire crew. If I'm lucky as a director, which doesn't always happen in this town, you're casting, you know, you're hiring the actors. Um, and you kind of just are in charge of making this whole project come to life based on that number. Like this isn't that, that one number. And then you also figure out how to pay yourself out of that. Like here's my fee for directing or here's the fee for my company. Um, in bigger situations, the hope is that like if you're selling a feature film, you have a percentage. So if the film sells, then you get a percentage of that once the movie sells you get that back. Gotcha. So a whole producer would be like the, the, the actual filmmaker would be a part of that and get a cut of that. That's great. Yeah. And, and, uh, and again, it's different for every company. Since I own my company, (laughs) I get to make the rules that I want to make, you know? Right. So, um, you know, so talk, uh, talk a little bit about maybe some of the, I guess, most challenging moments that you've had over these years of actually, you know, being project manager for all of this and um, pulling all these people together and making a big production. Like what, what's maybe one or two moments that you remember that were just incredibly challenging to you? (laughs) There's like, and I think every, there's so many stories that it's like, okay, I'm just going to give you the most recent, Um, (laughs) which was like last week. Uh, So what's challenging is you're working in a, field of a lot of people who want they have ego or they want to be famous they don't necessarily they're not necessarily doing this for the art I do this for the art I would I want to make a living at it but it's not about winning Oscars for me it's about making a living doing what I love making beautiful pictures um, so this last project we had a producer who he had never produced anything before in his life except music but you know he says in the music world he's you know, he's known and he's award winning. And I'm like, that's great. But this isn't the music world. And I would never go to the music world and be like, I'm going to tell you how to do things. Right. It's right. different. So he would come in and he would be all stressed out and he'd be hovering over my shoulder. And anybody who's creative knows you cannot be creative when you have somebody breathing down your neck. Yep. All, all you do is feel stressed and you feel frustrated and you're, you just want to get it done. You know, and I would have the same producer talking about like, well, if this show doesn't sell, I'm going to be homeless. It's like, 
I, I have empathy for you, but that's not our problem. Like, we didn't tell you to do this. We didn't, you know, tell you to take your little, and it wasn't even a big project. Honestly, it was like a $3,000 project. So it's like, there's just dealing with that kind of personality where you are, you're almost a babysitter and a mother and, you know, you're just trying to keep everybody happy and that's everybody. When you're the director, you're, you got to keep the producers happy. You've got to keep your crew happy. You've got to keep your cast happy. You've got to keep everybody on time. You've got to make sure the picture's done. You're thinking way in the future. You're thinking, is this edit going to work right? Is what I'm filming now going to edit and become a picture? Our audience is going to like this. Do I like this? Like, there's so much pressure on you. And to have anybody who's a producer of any kind talking about, you know, this is my money and this is my script and I want it to be my vision, it's one of the most tricky things that you deal with in this business. Well, and that brings me to the question of how do you actually manage that stuff? Like what, I'm sure you have gotten, you know, better and better at it over the years, but what strategies do you use to actually manage all of those things? Because that's a lot of balls to, to handle up in the air. You know, there's the basic, like the office strategies, you know, like the actual, I'm a list taskmaster. I, you know, I, I write everything down, literally everything. If I'm like, I need to take out the trash or if I need to, I don't know, buy a new dog bowl up to, I need to get a location for the, for this sh- shot. It goes on a big list because if I'm, I don't want it in my brain. I don't want to be thinking about it over <laughs> and over. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. feel like you're forgetting something. So it all goes on a list. How do you then, organize, how do you organize your list? Like you have a special way of organizing it or are, are you literally, I'm envisioning this office with like 8,000 like post-it notes in it. <laughs> Honestly, it's a, it's a notebook situation. And, okay. and I actually, I, it's, it's what I have two pages and I actually have a notebook, the kind of notebook where you can rip out a page and put it to the front. But one page is my literally everything list. And before I go to bed each night, I look at that list and I go, what are the top five things that have to get done tomorrow? And I write those on the front page of the notebook. And then when those five things are done, I go back to the everything list. Meanwhile, things are probably being added to the everything list. Right. But that's the way that I prioritize. And it really works because it, it takes off the stress of like you, that constant feeling like you're forgetting something. Right, right. Um, and then you have the people, which with my job, people are everything, like relationships are everything. So it's really just keeping a positive set and a positive work environment. Like I want everybody to feel like they're having fun. I always say that like, if we're not having fun, why are we doing this? We don't, you know, we're not making, like we could be a doctor and make a lot of money and save lives. Like why are we doing this if we're not having a good time? And we're not curing cancer. So it's not the end of the world if something doesn't go right. So just always kind of keeping a check on everybody around you. Like, okay, something's off with, you know, Bob today. I'm not sure what it is. And then going and talking to them. Hey, Bob, what's up? How you doing? Giving hugs. I'm a big hugger. I think hugs (laughs) could save the planet, save the world. Um, I am too. I love that about you. But yeah, it's like just kind of being in tune with everybody around you instead of being like, oh, well, they're grumpy. Just let them be. Right. That doesn't serve anybody. And now a little word from our awesome sponsor. Are you using LinkedIn? 
Okay, let me ask that another way. Are you really using LinkedIn in a way that truly produces results for your business, like big time? Well, if you're anything like me and so many other businesswomen out there, you probably have a LinkedIn profile set up, but may not really do a lot with it. Or if you're actually on LinkedIn and you're active, perhaps you're not getting the results that you need. That's why you have got to know about LinkedIn Focus. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Niall Nickel, the founder of LinkedIn Focus, so you can see how using the right tools with the right platform can be explosive for your business. So what I love about LinkedIn Focus is that it shoves aside the 8,000 messages that you have about LinkedIn and all these strategies on how to use LinkedIn. It shoves all that aside and gets down dirty right to the point on what works, what doesn't and how you can really apply it to your business to produce results. It it absolutely does. I mean, at the bottom of the day, it's a tool. You could get really excited because you get really massive results very quickly. LinkedIn Focus is where I really try to help uh, business and individuals leverage the power of LinkedIn for their goals. If you are not getting business from LinkedIn, then LinkedIn Focus is a must. Just go to linkedinfocus.com forward slash BWR. Well, and this also brings up another point is as I was researching about you, one of the things I definite that stood out about you was that you have so many accolades for what kind of director you are and the kindness that you have and how every like everyone who's ever worked with you, whether they were an actor or part of the crew, has always felt like, wow, like she's amazing. Like they they have you up on this wonderful pedestal, you treat them so well, and they they really like work to perform well for you. So what kind of leader are you besides just what I would call a huggy leader (laughs) Um, you know like what what kind of leadership style do you really um, do you really lead with well you know when you're directing especially an independent film like I've had to do a film in five days a feature film in five days which is unheard of yeah so when you're working in these weird environments of like tight schedules and uh, usually long hours and not as much pay as people should be paid there's a balance. So the, there's the balance of, you know, being the huggy leader and being like the cheerleader and, and making sure everybody's laughing and having a good time. But also, I am the first person to be like, everybody, we need to move now. Like, I'm not waiting anymore right now. No, stop it. Shut it down. Let's go. Like, you have to find the balance between the two. And I am absolutely both. And I think that even when I can be demanding I think the crew still appreciates it because they don't work over 12 hours with me they go on sets where they're paid less than I pay them and they work 18 20 22 hours so they know when they come to my set if I say it's four hours it's four hours you know got it how are you actually going out and obtaining jobs like how do you find clients what sort of marketing do you do you do like how do you get the word out there about you I am a advocate of Facebook I am like I'm the person who's like, yep, if Facebook made us pay, I would pay it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that, Mark Zuckerberg? (laughs) I have gotten 90% of my work through, through Facebook. All of my, it's almost all of your work comes from relationships. So like 10% is maybe going on Craigslist and just seeing what's out there. But 90% is relationships. So it's being positive on Facebook. It's being a part of a community on Facebook, sharing what other people have done. Um, reminding people that you work, basically putting up set photos and, and telling them you're on set again, sharing your on set experiences. Using Facebook has got, I could tell you, there's so many stories that have led to 
work and it's all for maintaining relationships from Facebook. I'm talking like the first feature I ever did, 10 years later, that producer was able to be like, hey, Jen, I know you're busy, uh, but would you want to direct this feature film? Wow. And if we didn't have Facebook, there's no way she would have ever remembered me. That's incredible. I love that. I'm a huge Facebook user. Um, I think out of all the platforms, that's definitely one I'm heaviest on. And I think it's one that lends itself for a very community oriented environment too so do you have um like do you have a community there as far as like you know a group that that you really manage or hang out with all the time or just you make sure to to kind of put regular posts on there i i don't do any groups or uh fan pages i just have my professional facebook page i I don't put personal stuff up on it i don't tell the world what i ate for lunch um (laughs) unless it was you know really random or film related, I guess, but like I keep it professional, but like you said, it's a community. So as long as you're posting regularly and not incessantly, but regularly, and you're also communicating with the rest of the people that are your friends, it works. Yeah. Jen, what kind of stuff do you do to like be the owner of your business? Because there's a difference. Jen, the director and the filmmaker is different than Jen, the business owner. So what kind of stuff are you doing to make sure that that owner uh, is fed and that you're doing things to kind of uh, work on top of your business? Meaning uh, outside of business? Well, I mean, whether it's things that, you know, whether it's talking to mentors or, you know, reading really great books to help you kind of build this business or, um, you know, just anything that helps you strategize about how to grow your business and anything like that, that, you know, is sort of outside of the, of your industry, really, that just helps you actually build your business. I am a huge fan of face-to-face anything, whether it's a mixer and meeting new people, because even, even if you don't meet anybody that specifically is going to grow your business, you grow yourself and you become energized and you become inspired and you become, if you don't have passion and you're not inspired, you can't do anything. Um, sitting around watching, t- I love TV. TV is one of my favorite things in the world, but sitting around TV gets me nowhere. <laughs> watching TV gets right. me nowhere. So like, I love being out and I will schedule, I just came from a two hour lunch date with a friend who I hadn't seen in really seen in years, um, just got back in the business and like, man, like empowered, inspired and the projects that came out of that meeting alone, just like, just inspire each other. Um, I'm throwing a big holiday party in my backyard this weekend. Cause I'm like, all of you need to know each other. Like, <laughs> like your friends knowing each other and helping each other grows you in ways as well. Yeah. I totally believe that. Like being a master connector. And so it, it benefits everyone. Yeah. How do you how do you manage yourself? Because you've got a lot going on. You're a mom, you're a director, you're you are a business owner, you're you know, you're doing a bunch of things out in LA, except going to the beach apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, how do you how do you really manage all of those roles and all of the things that you've got going on? Man, I I wish there was a good answer for that. Um I am I am addicted to my Google calendar and my Google keep. (laughs) Like I just, you know, I, I honestly take my Google calendar and I will put in blocks that are like, watch TV, like literally, (laughs) no, you laugh, but if you don't do it, what happens? Something else takes that block. And instead of resting now you're at a meeting, um, you know, like 
I really like am a true believer in like scheduling time for yourself. Like I've got a Disneyland day scheduled tomorrow with my with my honey and my bestie and we've never been and yeah, even today I'm like I'm so busy, I can't go. I have too much going on. I went, no, you have to go. It's like making yourself have fun and stick and it's on my calendar. It's like stick to your calendar, if nothing else. Put it on your calendar and stick to it. If you're going to go to the beach, put it on your calendar. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to get around it. Like how I, if, if women have a solution for this, I would love <laughs> to well, know what it is. I've asked this of so many of my guests and and the majority of them have given me that exact answer. Like you just got to schedule it. Um, one answer I got one time and I'm to- I'm totally blanking right now on who it was, but it was a brilliant one. She said Uh, She had this little tip that at the end of every year, she and her husband sit down and before she plans out her business for the next year, they plan out their um, their vacations with each other and their family time. And she's like, I know that's exactly what I said. I was like, that's a great idea. And she said that way, when I now go to strategize for my business, it all goes around that time because that is my priority. And I have to have that time with my husband and with my family. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that. No, that is, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, Jen, what do you see as the big vision, you know, off, you know, right beforehand, right, right before we press record, I mean, you, you basically said like, there's, there's energy going on in 2015, this is going to be a huge year. What do you see coming up? I mean, you have done some major projects with some major actors, like what, what do you have going on that's coming up that you're really excited about? So the thing is, one of the things I'm most excited about for this upcoming year is that, I don't know if you've noticed, but there is an energy shift in feminism. And I'm not talking old school feminism, you know, don't shave your armpits, whatever. I'm talking people who believe women should be equal in the workplace, hmm. any workplace. And that's men and women coming forward going, women need to be equal. And it's a big movement in Hollywood right now. I love, like, I just... Um, Last night, went to a screening just because Reese Witherspoon would be there, and I wanted to hand her a thank you note and say thank you for being a voice for women coming up behind you. Um, Because she just started her production company, Pacific Standard, that's all about making roles for women, leading women that are complex roles. Right. You know, and there's other women doing this that are just so women can direct, you know, game changer films. There's people who are doing things specifically so someone like me can finally get a yes when I go out to ask for money, which is what's happening in 2015. I have my first feature film script that I wrote, and I have two other very lovely, lovely scripts that these other funny and uh, wonderful women wrote, and I have one more I'm looking for. And I feel like 2015 is the year that I'm going to get that yes finally. And instead of being a director for hire or a company for hire, that someone's going to say, here, here's money, go make it your way. And I am so excited for that to happen. That is awesome. That is so great. And I mean, your entire, what you're about for women, by women, you know, women part of the crew, women acting, complex roles. I mean, it's just tremendous. I mean, there, it it needs to be there, you know, so just huge congratulations on that. And I have no doubt that uh, that that snowball is going to keep on getting bigger. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to transition into our favorite five. Are you ready? <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, I think I had warned her before. Uh, okay, <laughs> so here we go. So just five quick questions, and you're going to give me the very first thing that comes to your mind for it. So this could be really. Do you have a sensor button ready? Right? No. Okay. <laughs> go for it. Okay. So how about your favorite book? I'll start off easy. 
uh, the four agreements. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz changed my life. Love that book. That's such a great book. Okay. Um, how about your favorite business tool? Something that makes your, your life easier in business. Um, besides all of Google's wonderful things, um, wow, you know what? It may be Google. Google, I bow down to you. You are my God. <laughs> you Google Docs, do Google, Google Tools, Google Voice, Google you know, all that stuff. Other than Google Drive, sorry, Google. Y'all <laughs> failed there. Dropbox is still killing it. <laughs> but yes, Google Keep, Google Google on my phone. I'm an Android user. Google everything. Okay, I'm, I'm still going to out myself in my ignorance right now. I heard you say Google Keep before, and I don't know what it is. What is it? Google Keep is... Um, it's basically this great little tool where it just, it's almost like a little sticky notes in your phone. Um, but my favorite one is uh, it can alert you by location to remind you of something. So I'll make like a list that I know is specifically for Target. So I don't have to think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I need a uh, new toothpaste. And I'll just put it in there and I can forget about it. And then when I get to Target, it goes, boop, you need all these things at Target. I'm like, oh, I love you, Google Keep. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, this might be a tough one uh, for the filmmaker, but what is your favorite movie? Uh, well, it's actually easy for me. My favorite movie of all time is Love Actually. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is like my favorite ever in life. I called uh, the very first time it came out. I watched it. It had to be at least 10 or 20 times. And I called one of my girlfriends who is like, you know, totally just knows movies, every type of movie ever. And I was like, what is another movie that's just like this? Because I've pretty much burnt this movie out. And I just want that same feeling. And she's like, yeah. there, is, there isn't any. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Some try to come close, but none have at all. <laughs> um, okay, what about your favorite kind of ice cream? You know, it's really sad. Is I'm I'm actually kind of lactose intolerant. Oh, so. okay, maybe like almond, but you know what I love ice cream. Right? No, do you know what I love? What? Do you guys have Rita's ice? What is it? Rita's ice. Yes, we do. Isn't that the Swedish fish? Rita's yes. ice is. So good. That is wow. That's really good. There ones. They're not. There's only like one left here um, in the Tampa Bay area, and it's like 45 minutes away. So I haven't been in a long time. But now you're making me crave that. Yeah, so. So good. <laughs> um, okay. Now, how about um, favorite date with the hubby? Oh, um, you know what's funny is I, me and my guy are very new. Uh, we've, I won't say too much because if anybody's listening, we'll blow our cover. But <laughs> we'll just say we've been working together for a year, but really only a couple months have been together. And nice. I think our favorite date's going to be tomorrow. We finally go to Disneyland together. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So if we see on Facebook that you've got like the Mickey and Minnie ears, we know everything was good, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, listen, Jen, I really want to thank you so much for being here on the show and for sharing about your experiences and big congratulations to you with Luminate Films, like just lots of awesome stuff coming up for you. And thanks for sharing about how the whole industry works. It's very fascinating. Thank you so much for having me. rock.com forward slash 135 is where you'll find all the show notes for this conversation, which I highly recommend that you visit because uh, there are so many good quotes that came out of this conversation that are just like, boom, like right there, right to the core of of business and, and how this whole game really works. So um, although you will not find there 
the videos from Jen's childhood, nor will I uh, scar you for life by putting mine there either. (laughs) Anyway, one great nugget that she said that just keeps getting reiterated over and over again on this show, uh, which is great for me to hear, is to block out your calendar and stick with your schedule. So um, I love that. I have employed that so much better since I've started this show and keep hearing this feedback from everyone, Um, but I still can do it better. So I would love to know actually how you um, calendarize, like how do you actually schedule stuff? Are you like Jen and you kind of put everything in your calendar, no matter what it is, just to make sure you do it? And if you do, do you stick to it? Or do you just kind of like have like, hey, this is my task list for the day or here's what I'm doing today and I'll remember. Like I would love to know how you deal with that. So go on to Facebook and find me and go to Biz Women Rock and just, you know, plop it on down there. I would love to hear it or, you know, go ahead and tweet at me at at Katie Kremitzos. Um, I just am so fascinated by all the different ways that people really organize themselves. So thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the next episode. (laughs) 